All right, welcome back. We're here with the Region 4 of the NTT. Um, yeah, I'm your host, Coach V, with Jimmy Neutron. So, uh, What's up, Nerd Nation? Yeah. Uh, let's start off with the 116 matchup. we got the Gulf Shore Mustard Tigers going up against the Ithaca Warriors. Gulf Shores is number three overall, 69. Nice strength of schedule, 16-2. and two. Um they lost in their conference tournament championship, but other than that, been rolling. They got Brian, uh, Brian, Brian Flowers and uh, Joshua Klein. Um, Nathan Hamill's a really solid, uh, yeah, really solid center for them. Playing a little undersized uh, power forward in Colin Bryson, but they have a really good team. So um, really rely on those two scores for them. Ithaca, they have the three one class. Um, of sophomores with Matthew Rutherford, Marshall Stewart, um, the two six nine guys, and yeah, they're. I mean, this is their second straight NTT, so they. I mean that that class is really holding them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at Ithaca; um, they are number ten in three points attempted, and they are number one in steals. Gulf Shores is number ten in defensive points allowed. They're number nine in true shooting percentage. They're number three in defensive true shooting percentage. Number three in de- true shooting margin. Number seven in steals. Or, sorry, number eight in steals. Um, number two in turnover margin. Yeah. Uh, so, really solid team. Golf Shores is there, you know, every year. Mm-hmm. Um, Ithaca dropped a few games they probably shouldn't have. You know, they have some solid team, but they still lose to Yonkers and Stanford, and uh, probably a little frustrating for the coach. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. do you, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm kind of looking at uh, Gulf Shores as a little bit of a Chipotle. Um, I think So the coach is pretty quiet on the um, yeah on the message board. I don't actually think I've ever seen him talk. I don't know if anyone has ever talked to him, um, but then he just quietly dominates. And I, I don't see Chipotle – uh, commercials very often i'm sure that they're they exist but uh yeah. they just they don't really have to say much and then they just kind of dominate the market right mm-hmm. um you you look at ithaca um i think that they're a little bit of a a one-trick pony and so i'm looking at them um as like a dairy queen maybe although i think dairy queen's food like low-key slaps but i will say they've got that one sophomore class the three one class and then the, their other three classes are fairly bad and so mm-hmm. i think the fact that they just ride them a little bit of a Dairy Queen ice cream sort of deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where they try to do a lot of other things, but uh, they can only really do one thing well. And so uh, excited for Coach Wayne B to be back in the NTT um, two seasons in a row. But uh, And they even made the, the Sweet 16 last year. Um, mm. But I think Gulf Shores, again, just does what they do. It seems like uh, years after they like underperform – they way overperform, and so I think that this Gulf Shore team has a deep run in them. Yeah, let's look look at the next matchup. We got Scranton Paladins going up against um, San Francisco Golden Gators. Scranton is the number twenty nine team, fifteen and three. Got some solid class, especially that freshman class. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go, so they're going up against San Francisco, the Golden Gators, out of Conference twenty nine. They have Nathan, Nathaniel McRae, uh, Seth Klein. They, they they got some – I mean, 
Yeah, and they play a tough schedule in uh, Conference 29. It didn't show, but all those coaches are active and uh, good coaches. So you look at San Francisco, they are number – they are in top 10 in any statistical category. Uh, Scranton is um, – they have – they're the number three team in defensive points allowed. They're the number eight team in defensive free throws allowed. Number five team in defensive true shooting percentage. Number seven team in true shooting margin. And then Pete James is uh, the 10th overall player in game score. So, uh, I mean, if if we got a team from Scran, I feel like it's got to be Chili's, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, actually. I mean, we, we have no choice. Like, I mean, obviously we can get into the, the statistical reasons that they are uh, chilies, but um, ultimately it's, you know, it's the office and, uh, you know, they, they do their, they, they do their Dundies uh, uh, chilies and, you know, Pete James is going to get all the Dundies, I think. Yeah. I did also think of them a little bit of as Papa John's. So, you know, okay. uh, Papa John particularly has come under fire recently for some stupid things he has done and said. Um, and so he has had to be on the defensive quite a bit. Uh, okay. and you look at what Scranton has done, uh, you know, held other teams to 44% true shooting, 58 points a game. Granted, it was a pretty bad strength of schedule, um, but they, they did what they were supposed to do. You know, I can't remember who we were talking about. Who allowed, I think it was New Orleans who allowed the 51% true shooting um, on a pretty bad schedule. It's like, well, Scranton has just done what they're supposed to do, right? They have, though, dropped two of their last uh, – their final games. Their last two games they dropped uh, yeah. and just were not able to compete with Pittsburgh either time they played with them. And so I do hmm. worry about when they run into uh, a pretty decent team, what's going to happen there. Yeah, it's kind of like when Michael Scott left. I mean, it was still good. He still watched the show, but um, maybe we're getting right. too much into show comparisons and that uh, fast food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I digress. Anyway, yeah. uh, cool. Uh, next up, we got the Boise Potato Six. Uh, by the Going... way, I'm I'm picking San Francisco. Um, I just think that they're nine five class as their seniors. It's kind of a nine five versus the four fourteen freshmen. Scranton. I think the seniors went out there. Sorry. So sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Uh, so you got Boise Potato Six, coached by uh, D Caruso. This is his second NTT. First in three years, um, led by Logan Garber and Joshua Stegel, uh, senior and junior point guard. Uh, you got senior Mantash James uh, in the middle, going up against Youngstown, 15 and 3, 54th with a 232 strength of schedule. They have a lot of talent. They have some really good players on their team. Um, yeah, decently highly recruited classes. Probably, I mean, yeah, I mean jo- Jordan Thorpe, I would guess, is the uh, sixty-one in the one in the one forty sixty-one class. Um, so he might have a lot of. Uh, I mean, he might just be an incredible defender. I don't know exactly. His stats aren't incredible, but uh, yeah, let's uh, real quick. Youngstown is number nine in defensive free throws allowed, which is again a little concerning for a team that dominated their conference uh but that they only have that and there's not like it's not like they're playing great teams boise is number three in free throws attempted and that's the only statistical category they're high in um so 
Yeah, what do you think of these teams? I mean, yeah. Um, so I'm looking at Boise, uh, and they lost. They started 4-0, and and then they lost four in a row. Uh, and then they have won 10 in a row since then. And hmm. so I'm, I'm kind of thinking of them as like a Culver's. Um, I think that like there are some bad things on the Culver's menu. Uh, and I think until you try a few things, um, you're not going to figure out what you like at Culver's. And until you have the the cheese curds, you're going to be like, eh, Culver's is fine. No, no difference between it and other places. And then all of a sudden you switch from less threes to normal threes and you win 10 in a row, right? And you've kind of figured it out. I mean, I um, think that's pretty disrespectful to Culver's um, <laughs> I and, mean, to I, Bo- and to Boise. Yeah, why? Because, I mean, you know... Uh, you know, Culver's, I mean, Culver's is good, you know? Oh, yeah, they, yeah. That's not I, what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I, think, I think it's better than you're giving it credit for, you know? Um, but but I, I get your point. I just don't yeah. agree. I just think, like, if you're eating anything besides a, a butter burger uh, or, like, cheese curds or even their, their concretes at Culver's, it's like, what are you doing? Like, they, you don't hmm. need to get chili from Culver's, just like you don't need to get chili from Wendy's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I think DeCruso... Uh, was like kind of had to figure it out yeah uh, figure out what was maybe, the best for his team maybe switching to normal was oh i realized that i get coupons in the mail for culver's all the time <laughs> exactly and i can use those yeah um so it's like oh like i'm paying way too much for something i shouldn't be paying when i can use these coupons and really uh yeah yeah exactly so. i i will say something also to keep in mind in the in the matchup so de crusoe is clearly running less more with all of his starters or at least i'm fairly sure um outside of maybe point guard but uh it, it's clear he wants to run all of his best players yeah and so as a result you're a little bit more prone to get like fouls mm-hmm. um and whereas young sound is is i think fairly clearly running normal normal on every guy um everyone's averaging double digits um in terms of minutes per yeah. game uh, and so they're a little bit more, it seems like they're a little bit deeper and a little bit more um, consistent as a result. I will say, though, I mean, this season, Boise has played the much, much tougher schedule and yeah. they have virtually the same record. Um, and so I, I do think that Boise is going to be fine here, but I don't think that they have a deep run as a result of that Yeah, issue. I mean, they are a team of runs. But... <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully Culver's doesn't give you the runs too much, though. So, um, maybe <laughs> yeah, that's move. the joke I definitely should have made. Uh, they should have been Taco Bell. They should have been Taco Bell because they go yeah. on a lot of runs. Yeah, exactly. They always have the runs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look at this 5-12 matchup. We got the Lansing Blue Collar going up against the Olympia Aspreys. Um, so Lansing is the number 19 team overall, number 12 strength of schedule, 11-7. and seven. They have so much talent. I mean, uh-huh. they probably outside of Duluth, they might have the most talent, but Coach Whalen's just had a hard time figuring it out. They're just very, very inconsistent. Um, you know, he started with zone. He switched to man. He had a little good run, but, you know, lost some games too down the stretch. So it's, uh, it's, tough, to t- it's tough to tell, you know, what team's going to show up. It's going to be this team that loses to Ann Arbor and Nashville, Green Bay, or is it going to be the team that beats Jefferson City by 43 points? You know? Right, right. 
it, it's tough to stay, say, but they, they are a really, really solid team. Lansing is the number six team in points. They're the number eight team in true shooting percentage and the number seven team in assist. Uh, and then you look at their opponent, Olympia. Olympia is number um, – they're not top ten in any statistical category. But what they don't have in players – they do, what they don't have in, like, top stats, they do have in Ethan Walker. Right. Their um, six, seven, uh small forward. This guy is incredible. Um, I mean, scoring 31.5 points a game. One of the best players in this entire NTT. Uh, yeah, senior, small forward. Um, yeah, last year was 15 all league. This year is conference player of the year. And I mean, he's just gotten better and better every year. So I'm excited. I mean, if Olympia is going to win, they need Ethan to go off. And mm-hmm. uh, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. So as a result, I've made Olympia Popeyes. And it's like, what's the tagline? You know, love that chicken from Popeye's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really only love the chicken from Popeye's. Uh, yeah. I've had like the, I don't know if you've had it recently, but the the mashed potatoes are actually kind of like a spicy mashed potato. And they're okay. kind of bad, honestly. And I don't really love the uh, the mac and cheese. And so they do really one thing. Well, it's chicken, right? And I love Popeye's, don't get me wrong. But yeah. I kind of see Ethan Walker as the chicken, right? And the sides are just not that good. Um, whereas Lansing, I look at a little bit of a, like a B-dubs. Like, um, I don't know about you, but I don't really look to go to B-dubs unless it's like uh, in a season of like, all right, I'm going to go watch the NCAA tournament or I'm going to go see a sports game, right? And so it's a little bit of a seasonal place for me where it's like in particular seasons, NBA playoffs, the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, let's go to B-dubs. But, uh, and so I think that that, you know, Lansing. I'd actually go a- there a lot before uh, before I had kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once I had kids, it was like, okay, I can't just go watch a game for a few <laughs> sure. hours. Sure, sure, yeah. And and Sam is definitely not safe for kids. Um, <laughs> but which is yeah, that that was my whole point. I think you just you wrapped it up well. Um, no, he, he, it's just been a uh, there have been good seasons for him this season, bad seasons for him. You know. Um, mm-hmm. I will say a lot of it has to do with the conference he plays in in conference 15. And it's just like, you guys are so even across the board that that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's, it's like uh, Sam performs fairly well in the NTT, I think. Um, and I think that he's got a pretty good run in him uh, in this NTT. I just think that they're a lot deeper than this Olympia team. It's like Ethan Walker gets slowed down even a little bit. Yep. Versus either Joiner or um, who else is he playing? Joseph Gross at, at small forward. Um, hey, I wouldn't think he would play Gross, but maybe um, there. Um, but yeah, probably Joiner or um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, if he can even slow him down a little bit, you know. Yep. Right. That's 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 the game plan. You know. Yep. How you, we're gonna score enough. They're they're, they're gonna score enough, right? They're and it's just like okay, how do we? How do we slow him down a little bit? How do we make sure that um, Ethan Walker doesn't have the runs? You know? Right, right. So, all right, cool. Let's look at the bottom half of the bracket, I think, right now. So yep. we have you guys, the Rochester Boy Geniuses, coached by Coach Jimmy Neutron, number six overall, 73 strength of schedule, versus the Fresno uh, Flayers, coached by Coach uh, 
Degraf David, um, 76 overall. They got that 2-2 class of uh, Nathan Mason, uh, Samuel Moan, and Gage Truesdell. So, uh, and they're back in the NTT after one year off. And, yeah, so let's look at the stats. Rochester is the number eight team in points, the number 10 team in defensive true shooting percentage, number 10 team in true shooting margin, number seven team in offensive rebounds, number four team in rebounding margin, number three team in assists, number six team in blocks. Um, yeah, so, and then Fresno is the number nine team in rebounding margin and then number five team in steals. So, Looks like a good matchup. Um, obviously, you talk about Rochester. You talk about Elias Jackson, who's just played great all year. Um, you got the two, the Twin Towers, and Dylan Allen and Zachary White uh, down low. Great defenders. Uh, Michael Terrell has played really well as a freshman, better than you could have probably expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I said Rochester is um, Sabaro. Because it's my favorite uh, pizza joint in New York. <laughs> it's best pizza in New York, right? Yeah, best New York slice. You know, that's that's uh, yeah, that's a deep dive. If yeah, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Fresno, uh, the Flayers. You know, yeah, yeah. Michael House, um, shooting guard. You know, I. I'm trying to think of a good one. Um, okay, when you think of Quiznos, what do you think of? Does anything come to mind? I mean, for for Quiznos, I think of like whatever happened to them. Like, yeah, they were they used to be they used to be a big deal, you know. And then it's like, oh, they're gone, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah. the toasted sub and like, you know, yeah. Did you ever see that commercial with, with like the really weird thing? And he would just sing that song where he was like, "He Quiznos subs, they are good for us. Do you know what that it is? I, I think so. Okay. I think so, yeah. I, I mean, like, when I think of Quiznos, that's the first thing I think of is, like, that really weird puppet that sang, like, the miserable song, right? Um, yeah. And when you think of Fresno, you think of Michael House. And he is just, like, synonymous. And I, and I think that that's, it's like, I don't think much of Fresno, but uh, I, what I mean, I don't mean, like, I, I think lowly of them. I just, like, don't think about them much right uh you think really lowly of them yeah 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 um no they're gonna smoke us now um (laughs) but but when i do think of them i think of michael house and i think with the same quiznos i haven't thought of them for years but then if you say quiznos i sing eat quiznos sobs like in my head right yeah um yeah for us i did say that i think we're whataburger I, i i spoke highly of whataburger in our last podcast but i actually didn't really mean to um because I, I, I've been to Whataburger, and I just think it's, like, not that good. You have to pay for each additional topping. It's, like, 50 cents for pickles. Uh, it's like, yeah. it, and, and I think it's, it's a bit of a strenuous experience, but it's still a burger. And I think we've had a bit of – it's, like, watching our games, they're a bit strenuous sometimes. Like, we just – it's, like, we do things well, but we also don't do things well when we – you know what I mean? It's, like, Elias mm. Jackson – his assist turnover ratio as my point guard is 2.7 to 3.2. And he's there because he can score the ball. But um, I, I think we're a bit – we're paper tigers. And I just do not think we have a deep run in us. I actually think Fresno matches up really well against us with Michael House at the, the shooting guard position. Um, what do you think 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just feel like what, yeah, I feel like you're selling yourself a little short and like, you know, you don't want to give the other team bulletin board material or anything like that. Sure, but, yeah, yeah. but, you know, I mean, you are the number 16 in the country, which is yeah. impressive. Um, I don't know. I, you, I think Whataburger sucks. <laughs> like, I, I kind of did too. The that, one that, time that, I had it. That's just that's just me. Um, how would you rate your burgers? Like, what? I mean, for fast food, I mean, I feel like In and Out's top for me. I'd go yeah, like In and Out, Wendy's, hmm. um, Burger King, McDonald's, Whataburger. Is there any others oh, I'm wow. missing? Am I missing uh, any? How do you feel about Five Guys? Oh, Five Guys is above in and out for me yeah i think five guys is probably my favorite burger i know that's a hot take but oh i love five guys burger yeah so yeah i mean the more grease the better right 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 culver's is up there Ooh, culver's is up there i would put culver's above that like above the wendy's mcdonald's yeah. burger king tier yeah yeah i would i would generally agree okay. um and I, and i will say Whataburger's like, really bad. Like yeah, it's just it's pretty bad. Like I'm reading McDonald's over them, and McDonald's. Yeah, like, that's pretty crazy. Oh, it gets a bad rap, but McDonald's has some decent burgers. That's true. Yeah, Wendy's, I, Wendy's has never frozen beef though. So that's true. I I mean Wendy's is criminally underrated. Um, Those sea I, salt fries too. Yeah, yeah. Like come on. Um, I will say of the like top seeds, I think we are if we're like only looking at like six joints, we would be the bottom of those. Like, mm. I, I don't think that we have, I think we lose second round. I do. Um, if we don't lose first round, like I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if we lose today, I guess is how okay. I would put it. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, we'll look at uh, next matchup. We have these independence communists going up against the St. Paul Saints. Uh, Independence is the number four team in three points attempted, the number 10 team in steals, and Benjamin McLean is the number six player in game score. Um, So they're going up against St. Paul, and St. Paul is the number five team in three points attempted. That's their only statistical category that they're in the uh, top 10. So you look at Benjamin McLean, Jim Allen, the two seniors, uh, really carrying this team. Uh, I also like like Joseph Baxter, but he's more of a uh, you know glue type guy defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chandler Harris is a good freshman small forward for them. Uh, for St. Paul, you got Lewis Scott. I don't know. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sold on St. Paul. Uh, what do you think? I mean, they lost to a buzzer beater to Duluth. Yeah. Um, they beat Rockford in overtime, the number five team. Yeah. They lost to Memphis twice, once by ten, the second time by five. Um, but then they've all, they also lost to Springfield and lost and Bethlehem. beat and had to beat Joplin in overtime. So two bad teams and lost to Bethlehem. Oh, and but yeah, yeah. Whoops, missed that one. So it's like um, they're a little bit yeah, like all over the place. Um, yeah. I think that they are a really good team. I think this was a terrible draw for both teams. Hmm. Um, so and I think, you guys. Yeah, and us, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you look at Independence made the Sweet 16 last year, right? Or sorry, the Elite Eight. Um, 
and then lost the next two games. St. Paul has played other teams really, really well. I think Blue knows what he's doing. Um, he does have to play against the CDC, who rose in popularity after their most recent um, yeah. uh, announcement. Uh, yeah. But I, I, St. Paul losing to Memphis twice makes me think that Independence is going to be able to do it because it's like, what is – or sorry, St. Paul losing to Memphis. Yeah, I said that twice. Like, what is Memphis known for is Kevin Fickner and the mm-hmm. sort of one scorer um, sort of deal. And that's what Independence does with Benjamin McLean. Grin Fickner's at the small forward position, whereas McLean is at the point guard position. So maybe uh, Daniel Gall is a really, really good defender. But yeah. um, I don't know. It, it's really, really interesting matchup. Yeah, um, and it – and I would say their calling cards definitely defense. I mean, they're holding yeah. a really tough schedule to 42.9% uh, field goal, 29 from three, 48 uh, true shooting. They do follow, right. foul a decent amount, but they have good um, free throw defense, only holding teams to 72.7. So that's right. that's nice. They must be working hard on that. Um, yeah, I just look at their team, and it's kind of uninspiring um, mm-hmm. to me. So – but they also, you know, they go they go ten deep. You know, they got a lot of no one's playing under ten minutes a game, uh, so they really rely on their depth to, uh, yeah, to make up for, you know, what they what they don't have in star power. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think in these tournaments, you really need stars, and they got no one that can match up with Benjamin McLean. Right, you know? that's true. Yeah, yeah. So. I will say I, we haven't done comparisons. I think St. Paul is a little bit of like a Panda Express. Yeah. Like I, and, and I made this reference on another podcast. I do think that they're good, but I think they do it in a real greasy way. You know? Yeah. Um, and they and also the, have lots of different dishes. Like, you don't always – I mean, obviously, you can, always, you can go with the orange chicken, right. which I would say the orange chicken uh, would be Scott. But, you know, if you don't – if you choose not to go with the orange orange chicken – you know, you can get um, you can get the uh, sesame chicken, or you can get the uh, beef and broccoli. You know, you you got lots of different choices. Yep, yep. And then independence, I would say, <laughs> this one's gonna get me in trouble. Is Arby's? Uh, I just think that they're criminally underrated. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, your your audio is kind of messing up, Kyle. Just so you... oh, thanks for letting me know. I don't know if I. Is this better? Yes. Although I think okay. I can hear your uh, microphone on your beard, but I think okay. it's fine. We're good. <laughs> now. Right. We're good now. Let's finish it up with the uh, Huntington Beach. Well, we got the last little pod here, but Huntington Beach Axon going up against the Cooper T- Cooperstown Gloves. Uh, Huntington Beach Axon, you know, you got Raphael Titus, the freshman point guard, uh, Mason Prementer, junior. I mean, Tristan Stewart, senior big man. They have. They have some really talented players on their team, fairly deep, uh, and they just kind of they rolled. They rolled through uh, Conference Twenty Eight. Now Conference Twenty Eight for isn't a great conference necessarily. Right. I mean, but they rolled there. Cooperstown fifty seventh, one eighty four strength of schedule. They also rolled through their conference, not as well as uh, Huntington Beach, but you know they won both their conference and their conference tourney. Uh-huh. So Huntington Beach is number two team in uh, defensive points allowed, number seven team 
in defensive free throws allowed, number nine team in true shooting, number one team in defensive true shooting percentage, number two team in true sh- shooting margin, number three team in blocks, and then, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, and then Cooperstown is the number eight team in free throws attempted, the number six team in defensive free throws attempted, number nine team in the number nine team and defensive true shooting percentage, and then the number four team in offensive rebounds. So two teams, both not great schedules, but Uh solid teams. I mean, Huntington Beach did play in the uh, PNTT and Uh for the most part took care of business. They lost that first game versus Mobile, but since then have just... Won 17 in a row, yeah. Yeah, and really none of them have been close. Like not even kind of close. Right. I guess Mesa was a six point game, but yeah. But then, uh, uh, what a 32 point game the second time. So yeah. Mm hmm. Or yeah, 20. Or the third time. The third time. Yeah. 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 This, um, this is really hard for me because I think, I do think Huntington Beach is good, but I also don't think that they have been tested much. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. and, but Cooperstown hasn't either. Um, they did lose their first three games, but to three NTT teams. We've talked about two today with Gulf Shores and Olympia and then West Palm Beach. And then they've mostly taken care of um, everyone outside of that week uh, six. Like um, they lost two or three. Bethlehem, I don't know what they're doing, but they beat some good teams that we've talked about today. Um, yeah. And so Cooperstown, is. It, it seems like their class rankings are slightly better but both it's actually like really really even so i think this is a really really close game um i would say huntington beach who did you say is like in small markets usually and and performs well what what restaurant big boy big boy yeah so i i kind of see them as like a big boy where they like uh, just haven't played anyone but they've done what they needed to do and maybe when they do have competition they're going to run into some problems um cooperstown Also, also huntington beach they've made the sweet 16 the last two years yeah. You know, I'm I'm not saying this year they will cuz you know they lost the 2251 class, but they brought in the 5358 class which is no no slouch and Titus looks like he's playing fine. I mean, he's one of the best players on their team. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um I don't really know what to do with Cooperstown uh in terms of comparison. Maybe KFC. They used hmm. to be really good and now uh this is their first second NTT um in a long, long time. So, yeah. um, like they were in the NTT essentially from season 16, season 11 to season 16, and then before that as well. But then uh, the last four years up until recently, they have been out of it. Um, yeah. And so I, I'm going to lean Huntington Beach here just because they've proven to us the last two years that they could do it. But um, I'm not very confident at all in this assessment. Okay. Yeah, so next up we have the Omaha Audibles going up against <laughs> the uh, Manassas Bloodbath. That's the first time I ever caught that reference. Me but too. Maybe it's because yeah. we haven't talked about them in a while. Right. Omaha, Omaha. Uh, yeah, so Omaha's number 23, the sixth seed. Manassas is the 11th seed, one conference, uh, two, both te- both the uh, regular season and the, and the tourney. So Omaha is... Uh, number 10 in free throws attempted, and they are number 9 in blocks. 
Manassas is number 10 in points and number nine in defensive three points allowed. So, um, you know, Manassas very, very balanced. They have uh-huh. uh, two guys scoring 16.1. Angel, uh, Angel Mullinex is a, uh, I mean, he's a beast, you know, getting 1.8 steals, um, three assists, 16 points. Bryce Gratton's really good, too. Uh, really, they got kind of like a uh, three-guard lineup there, um, kind of like the uh, flying Illini back in the day. Not quite as good. Um, huh? Hey, maybe. Who knows? Maybe they'll yeah. make a run. So, uh, and then, yeah, Omaha's got Alan Hughes, Andrew Diekman. Um, yeah, what, uh, what, are your thing? what are your thoughts? Do uh, you have any comparisons for these teams? Yeah, so for Manassas, I decided to do Wendy's, and that's only because they both troll online. Um, hmm. If you guys are not aware, Waylon loves to troll. Um, tries to do it subtly, but it's fairly obvious. Um, <laughs> he He's a funny guy. I, I like Waylon. Um, yeah. But I also think that they have actual, like, I mean, they have the 5'9 senior class. Two of those guys are starting. Um, they are a little undersized on the bench. Um, they're running a six, three backup power. Actually, he's only played two games, so maybe that's not the case anymore, but, um, it's still undersized on the bench. Um, but Omaha, I'm struggling. I don't know. Um, let's see five guys, just because I, I don't see anything that really stands out for them. They're just five guys. I mean, Alan yeah. is pretty good. You know what I mean? But it's just like, oh yeah, they're a basketball team. Um, yeah, I feel like Peyton Manning promotes uh, Papa John's, right? That is true. Yeah, yeah. At so, least he did. Yeah. At least he so. did back in the day. Who knows what he promotes now? I right. guess he. Um, oh crap! What's the uh, what's the steakhouse in the in uh, in Indianapolis? The um, Steak and Shake. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's it's called uh, Elmo's St. Elmo's. Oh, St. Elmo's, yeah. He's got a private room there, so uh, maybe yeah. Omaha's coach uh, has a private room in St. Elmo's at in Indianapolis. I really so, thought it was Steak and Shake. Yeah, um, that's that's the steakhouse that Pam Manning likes to go to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say, you know, um, Omaha has beat some good teams. They beat Norman. Um, by good, they beat Arlington, so two NTT teams. Um, they beat Flint, uh, but I just think I think Manassas is a little underrated, um, and and just has the uh, higher ceiling just in yeah. terms of that five nine senior class. So I think I think Manassas actually wins out here. Thanks. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. So anyway, that is it um, for. Matchups. Uh, for matchups, um, yeah, you wanna I we'll we'll do our picks. Is. Yeah, I'll do Gulf Shores over Scranton, um, Boise over Lansing, uh, Rochester over Independence, and Huntington over Manassas. I'll take Rochester to the Elite Eight against Gulf Shores, and I'm taking Gulf Shores to uh, make it to the finals. All right. I, I would be happy with that. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would be happy with it. Um, I've got Gulf Shores over San Francisco, Lansing over Boise, and then Lansing over Gulf Shores. And then I have Independence over us. Um, 
Huntington Beach over Manassas, and then Independence over Huntington Beach, and then I have Lansing to the Final Four over Independence. Okay, so our Final Fours are as follows. Um, I have Duluth, Rockford, Chicago, and Gulf Shores. Mm-hmm. Jimmy has Duluth, Carnegie, Dearborn, and Lansing. Uh, I am going to take Gulf Shores over Chicago, okay. Duluth over Rockford, and I am going to take Duluth to cut down the nets once again. Yeah, so I have um, ooh, that Lansing-Dearborn matchup. I'm going to look at what, do you know, what has happened. Do you know? And, I think uh, Lansing beat them the one time they played. Yeah. Let's go with Lansing to the championship. And then um, I'm going to go with Duluth over Carnegie. Ooh, although... a PNTT rematch. Exactly. <laughs> I really wish that Carnegie and Duluth were not in the same, uh, like, half. Because I think that that could be a really fun championship game. But I'm going to go Duluth. And then I'm going to have Duluth beat Lansing pretty handedly to win the back-to-back NTT championships as well. Okay, and he would be the first ever undefeated team to make it uh, through. I think in any of the major, any of the major leagues, League Thirty-One, Thirty-Five, Four, Thirty-Seven, or um, Forty-Two. Wow, that'd be crazy, right? All right, so that's it. Thank you so much, Jimmy, and uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, you too.